0: On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we are on the road from the Tank Rolly Press Conference here in downtown Brooklyn. We're going to talk to former NFL star Ryan Clark. We're going to talk to Showtime Sports President Steven Espinosa. I'm going to give you my fight picks, and we're going to break this huge fight down. And we have some more fight news, a lot of fights being made in the boxing world. Let's get it. What is up, everybody? Dan Canobio here for another edition of Inside Boxing Live, presented by John Boy Media. We are here in downtown Brooklyn at the Marriott, to be precise, uh, for the press conference between Tank Davis and Roley Romero, a big pay-per-view fight that you could see on Showtime this Saturday beginning at 9 p.m. On the show today, we're going to talk to Showtime sports president Steven Espinosa to go behind the scenes on how these fights are made, uh, the future of Tank. Tank is talking about leaving Mayweather promotions. What does that mean for Tank and Showtime? Uh, we're also going to talk about Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. Is that fight going to end up on Showtime? Plans uh, for the second half for Showtime. Will we see fights? On CBS, all that and more uh, with Steven Espinosa and a really fun conversation with Ryan Clark. It was cool to see him here, former Steelers standout, uh, Super Bowl champ. Uh, You know, he is now in the combat sports world. He has a show with Daniel Cormier focusing on MMA, but he's also a big boxing fan. Always nice to talk to other people outside the world of boxing, uh, especially professional athletes, get their thoughts on the sport. Everyone wants a piece of boxing. Whether it's Steven Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes with all the smoke here at, uh, at Showtime, whether it's guys like Ryan Clark, you know, you'll see those types of athletes come out for big fights. Tank brings out big names, and he's going to be doing that on Saturday night. They're talking about a record gate. They're talking about the the, hot, the biggest boxing event in the history of Barclays Center. There have been some big fights at the Barclays Center is this fight between Tank and Roley. Uh, we're recording this, this open after uh, the presser. They both touched on the stage. Heated, very heated, it Was a, It had a little bit of comedy, had a little bit of everything uh, I, I expected a little more fisticuffs maybe, but I'm glad there wasn't Because we want to see that happen in the ring uh, on, on Saturday But before we get to uh, breaking down the fight, before we get to my fight picks and the interview some news and notes in the boxing world canelo versus triple g uh is set the trilogy september 17th that's going to be on the zone uh pay-per-view i know it's a fight that the hardcores do not want this is a fight for the mainstream sports fan will it sell that remains to be seen but i do think it will be a fun fight trilogies are fun i don't want to always use that comparison of tyson fury and deontay wilder's third fight being the best of the three but who knows with this one? Triple G had, did show in that fight with Murata that he still has power, uh, that he can still take a punch. We just don't know if he can take punches to the body. Canelo, one of the best body punchers in the game. And also the, the fact that the fight is at 168 pounds and not 160. Triple G, an older fighter, 40 years old, not having to boil down to 160 is a huge variable in this fight. Canelo losing his last fight, huge variable in this trilogy fight. It makes it more interesting to me. Wasn't always a big fan of this fight, but the fact that Canelo's coming off of a loss. The fact that Golovkin can potentially hand Canelo consecutive losses. At that point, Canelo's career is in a tailspin at that point. Two straight losses, loses all of his belts to Triple G. So it's a, it's a fun fight. It's a fight that we may not like right now because there's so many other big fights we want to see for each guy. But once September comes around and they start promoting this fight, I think a lot of fans will get on board. And, you know, we could have a, a decisive winner in this trilogy, a little bit of closure, even though it's been five years since since their last fight. Michaela Mayer and Alicia Bumgarner have signed on the dotted lines for a huge unification bout It went 130 pounds late summer, early fall. This took me completely off guard. I'm sure it did for you as well. It looked like they were going to uh, look for other fights. It looked like they were going to look to get other belts. Michaela Mayer uh, wanted to fight Choi. I know that Baumgartner also wanted to fight Choi. They wanted to get another belt in order to make this a bigger fight, bring more to the negotiation table. I'm glad they didn't because this fight needs to happen right now. They don't like each other. They talk a lot of smack on Twitter. Uh, as of yesterday, they were debating on Twitter that who got this fight done. who, who Was it Michaela Mayer in my side or was it Alicia Bumgarner in Eddie Hearn's side? They don't not like each other. And also, I think it will be a fun, stylistic fight uh, where you got the volume of Michaela Mayer and you got the power of Alicia Bumgarner. But you take a look around, women's boxing is having a banner year. Almost a revolutionary year in 2022. Uh, What we saw with Taylor and Serrano uh, at the end of April, Madison Square Garden, arguably fight of the year. You know, you heard from Jake Donovan on last week's pod. The BWAA is putting Taylor Serrano with the men for for 2022 fight of the year. That just shows you what type of fight it was. Now we're going to get Michaela Mayer and Alicia Bumgarner out from as we record this it looks like Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall are going to fight sometime in September those are three massive fights for women's boxing and we can get them all in 2022 so that's great news uh for the women uh Deontay Wilder announced that he's returning to boxing he got a statue in Tuscaloosa awesome scenes uh for uh the bronze bomber over in Tuscaloosa getting a statue a guy that got into boxing at age 19 as a way to feed his daughter And he goes on to be heavyweight champion, defend his title ten times, get a statue in his hometown. That is some amazing, amazing stuff. But he says he wants to return. He said he's not done on this journey uh, of boxing. And there are some huge fights. Obviously, everyone wants to see Deontay Wilder still fight Anthony Joshua. But the heavyweight division is very fluid. I'd sign up for Deontay Wilder, Andy Ruiz. That would be a sick fight. So uh, there are some big fights for, for Wilder. He's one of the top five most exciting fighters uh, in the game. He's, he's box office. He comes to knock you out. I believe that the sport of boxing is entertaining when Deontay Wilder is involved with it. Uh, last week, Showtime Triple Header, uh, highlighted by David Benavidez, did a higher rating than ESPN. That is significant because ESPN is in a lot more homes. Uh, Then Showtime, Showtime. you're going to hear from Steven Espinosa on this pod. Uh, They're very proud of that. They're very proud of the fights that they are putting on their network. They're on a hell of a run. There's no debating that. So that is some of the news and notes. Uh, Let's get into the fight breakdown for uh, Roley Romero versus Tank Davis. And don't blink in this fight because they are coming to throw power shots. 20 of their 24 landed punches per round. Or power shots. Javante Davis leads uh, the the lightweight division in terms of uh, power connect percentage. It's third in all boxing. He lands 47 percent of his power shots, but he does it on just 37 punches per round. This is why I equate Javante Davis to Canelo Alvarez. They both fight that that low volume, high accuracy, game changing power tightrope. And we saw it with Canelo. Is it is it's a dangerous it's a dangerous uh, way to fight. You know you, you don't always come out on top you know if, you, if your power isn't there and you're not throwing volume you're going to lose rounds that could be the case uh for Javonta Davis I don't think it will be uh, on Saturday night uh as for Roley throws around 46 punches per round that uh is below the weight class average but it's a lot more than tanks 37 per round Romero two inches taller than than tank you see that when they do their stand up but only has a half of an inch of a reach advantage so, I, I don't think that Romero can go in there and use his length and try to jab in this fight. I think it's going to be a straight out brawl. Uh, it's going to be something. It's going to be one heck of a fight forever, how long it lasts. Um, obviously, Tank, the big storyline uh, for the last couple of months has been his relationship with Mayweather Promotions, uh, whether he'll be leaving Mayweather Promotions. You know, he did an interview with uh, Brian Custer that was recorded last month, where he said, This will be my last fight with Mayweather Promotions. But this week here at the press conferences and all the events, he's kind of walked that back a little bit and said, you know what, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'm focused on, on Roly. We'll, we'll address that when we get to it. But that's what everyone wants to see. I mean, it's a pretty much consensus opinion in boxing. It's a really hard thing to have any consensus opinions in boxing that we want to see Javante Davis in the biggest fights possible. Whether by his own words, Javante Davis says that he wants to take the training wheels off Maybe he believes that Mayweather promotions, whether it's Leonard Ellerby, whether it's Floyd Mayweather, are holding him back, and he wants to get in there with a Devin Haney or Cambosos winner. You know, he wants to get in there with a Ryan Garcia. And if that if that means that you know taking out Mayweather promotions from the uh, equation, you know, so be it. He's still going to work with Al Heyman. Uh, We're talking Espinosa still wants to work with Showtime, but that is a big storyline in this fight. Should Devonta Davis win on Saturday night, what's next for him? Because this is his last fight uh, with Mayweather. Uh, promotions. Before we get to our interviews, i got to tell you about DraftKings. I am working with DraftKings. We have partnered with DraftKings. We're a few miles away from the Barclays Center right here, home of the Nets. Uh, They're at home watching the playoffs, just like us. NBA playoffs are hot in the streets. Looks like it's going to be Warriors versus Celtics. Uh, The finals are quickly approaching, and DraftKings Sportsbook is putting all new customers in the center of the action. New customers can spend just $5 on any team and get $150 in free bets instantly. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can uh, bet same-game parlays. You can bet my same-game parlay. Combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. That's always fun to do same-game parlays. Download the sportsbook. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use co- uh, promo code IBL. That's IBL. You get $5 on any pro basketball team. You get $100 in free bets instantly. That's promo code IBL, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, so that. with that being said, let's get to my picks of the weekend. Same day, a parlay. You're going to be able to see that on the DraftKings app on uh, Saturday. Uh, Last week, I had all the winners correct. I just didn't have the proper rounds. I had Craig Richards taking him uh, to 12 rounds the distance uh, with Joshua Boate. That one hit, and I was on to the night portion. For some reason, I had Danny Diggum going seven rounds with Janabek. That obviously did not happen. And Benavidez took out uh, Lemieux in two rounds. So I had the winners, just didn't have the right rounds. This week, I got two picks for you. I like Arizlandi Lara to knock out Spike O'Sullivan in rounds one through six. And you can get that for plus 150. Uh, and my reasoning behind that is Errol Landy Lara lands 46% of his power shots. That's eighth in all of boxing. Spike O'Sullivan opponents land 40% of their shots. That's a recipe for a stoppage. Uh, O'Sullivan hasn't fought in like two years. Uh, Lara's still got a lot to prove. I know he's a little long in the tooth. But uh, I, you know, the, the precision of Lara and the leaky defense of Spike O'Sullivan should produce a knockout in the first six rounds. That's the first leg of my parlay. And then the main event, Tank. I'm going with Tank knockout in rounds 7 through 12. I went back and forth on this one. I do think Tank gets the stoppage. It's just a matter of when. He's a noted slow starter, Toronto Davis, through just 17 punches per round uh, versus Barrios in rounds 1 through 4 before stepping on the gas and uh, getting him out of there. But he's very precise. Tank lands 47% of his power shots. Once he gets going... He is hard to stop. I think Roley's awkwardness, I think Roley's power, uh, his length, could give Tank a little, I wouldn't say issues, but could make Tank even uh, uh, more cautious in those early rounds. I think he steps on the gas in the fifth, sixth round, gets uh, Roley out of there in the second half of the fight. But that is my same-game parlay. You can get that over on the uh, DraftKings Sports uh, book. I got Arizona knock knockout Spike O'Sullivan in rounds one through six, and then Tank in a second half stoppage. With that, let's go to our interviews. You're going to hear from Steven Espinosa, and you're also going to hear from Ryan Clark. I am joined right now by Showtime Sports President Steven Espinosa. Just came off the stage, Tank roly Presser. I thought it went pretty well considering the bad blood that we had, considering these two do not really like each other. Good stare down. No, no fisticuffs, which we don't want. We, we want to see that happen in the ring. First off, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. No, I, And you're you're 100% correct. A successful press conference, in this case, means there's not a brawl. Right. So, step one, we've achieved.
0: Now, before we get to the hard-hitting questions, i got to tell you, Stephen, um, sweaty sack summer is approaching. Some <laughs> say it's already arrived. But fear not, Manscaped, the king of crotch comfort, has you covered. They spent over two years designing the most comfortable boxers Ever. I've worn them, and I can attest. They are the real deal, Holyfield, these boxers. You can choose some, an arrangement of colors, sizes that go up to 3XL for all my big guys out there. Hitting below the waist is wrong in boxing. We know that. We don't, hopefully we don't see that on Saturday night, but there's nothing wrong about below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped has the lawnmower 4.0, a.k.a. the best electric trimmer for below-the-waist grooming. For the love of God, my friends out there, do not use your beard trimmer down there. Use the Lawnmower 4.0. Get twenty percent off free shipping with code boxing at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Plus free shipping with the code boxing at manscaped.com. Once these boxers
1: touch your sack, you'll never go back. There's a lot of good information <laughs> in that read. A lot of good advice, a lot of good tidbits. Listen, of- it's hot in the in New York City. <laughs> You're you right. This past it's-
0: weekend was in like I was at the Yankee game. In the 80s, in the 90s, I had to go out after. I used the ball deodorant and went out and had a great night. So, Wow,
1: well, look, no no better testament than the experience of real-life situations. That's there where we go. We're good. Let's get into the good stuff,
0: Stephen. Huge fights, trending, and in, all in, well, the numbers are, are trending great. The the gate is going to be huge. The uh, record sellout crowd. First of all, getting boxing back at the Barclays Center, I feel like
1: it is a big win for, for Showtime, big win for boxing in general too. Uh, it absolutely is. It's hard to overstate how important Barclays Center was to not just East Coast boxing, but boxing overall. I mean, in the eight years from opening in 2012 up to the pandemic, uh, we did, you know, we did 22, 20 shows there. I'm sorry, 21 shows there. Um, And, you know, there's no other venue, you know, short of maybe, well, I don't think there's anywhere in Vegas that was doing that many shows, you know, uh, three shows a year for, for eight years. And it was, um, what they developed here was was a brand. Brooklyn Boxing is a brand. You know, they integrated really well with the community. They're drawing not just from Brooklyn, from the tri-state area. And it gave um, a, a new life, I think, to the East Coast in particular with some really big-time fights.
0: So it's safe to say we can see more fights happen at the Barclays Center, more regularity?
1: I think so. So, look... Um, they, they they stopped for two reasons. One was um, the pandemic, of course. And the other was a change in ownership um, at the Nets and the Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like they've gotten their feet under them. You know, they know what the business model is. You know, we're, um, we're, we're past the shutdown days. So I, I'm optimistic that we'll come back and, and see them. You know, back in in the boxing business, two or three times a year. Yeah, like I love they it. There. In the past,
0: I'm a little biased as a New Yorker, but I love Barclays Fight Night is like unlike any other. I mean, it's loud in there. There's weed smoke
1: going on.
0: There's great fights, the knowledgeable fans. That they, they come out early too. It's a great venue, and I hopefully we see more big fights uh, at the Barclays Center. How about talking about this run that Showtime is on? Geez, I mean, you guys have been busy going back. I can just we'll start in April, just going with uh, Lubin and Fandora, uh, Spence and Ugas. Uh, what we saw last weekend with David Benavidez, a uh, huge number, too. Big rating, you know, outrating the ESPN fight. And you've got to keep in mind, ESPN is in a lot more homes than Showtime. It's yep. been an outstanding run. We have Tank and Rolly and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon uh, as we get into the second half of, of 2022. But what a run that Showtime is on giving uh, delivering uh, fight fans
1: some big fights. Look, and they, they've all looked great on paper, and, and they've been even better in the ring. I mean, when we look at the undisputed fight with Charlo Castaño, you know, as much as there was riding on that fight, you want it to be a a good fight for the Mm -hmm. sport, you know? So it's great when a fight lives up to the hype, when you've got 40,000 people in in AT&T Stadium and Spence delivers, a you know, a thrilling performance. So, you know, we can do only so much in terms of putting them on paper. And then when the fighters come and and they live up to everything that they potentially could have been and then more, it's you know it. You can't ask for a better result.
0: You're your fight of the year. I know we had a nice little discussion on on yeah, Twitter. Look, a fight of the year discussion broke out in the middle of May.
1: You gotta yeah, love that, it. That's right. In in, in reality, it's like it, it's one of those things. Everybody has slightly different criteria for pound for pound. Yeah. Fight of the year is even fuzzier. Um, my point on, on that was like I tend to take into account the stature of the fight. So, yeah. you know, if you've got four great fights, including Taylor Serrano, and including. Uh, Charlo, uh, Charlo Castaño in a couple other fights and they're all roughly the same I would, to me getting that kind of performance in the the highest stage possible with the best competition possible that's Taylor Serrano and Castaño in Charlo that to me is sort of the tiebreaker I'd put them just mm-hmm. a n- half a notch ahead of everything else Great fights I, I said
0: it's just a great problem to have Yeah. when you have yeah. five or six you know, candidates for fight of the year in, in May. May
1: in May then boxing's having a really good year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And look, there, there's, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of turmoil in boxing, a lot of change, a lot of disruption in, in, in all of media. But, you know, and I'm on record saying that competition is a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that one network can't be the lifeline for the entire sport. But at the same time, you know, when we had five different entities in boxing, it's hard to make good fights. You know, it is not a coincidence that, You know, now we're sort of whittling down the number of networks and platforms that are in the sport actively and it's easier to make big fights, you know, so there's somewhere there's a sweet spot in the middle, you know, it'd be great to have, you know, seven networks promoting boxing the way the NFL has, but it makes it harder to make those fights, I know
0: too many cooks in the kitchen. You're yep. right. It was back in the day when it was just you guys, Showtime, and you know, <laughs> in, in HBO, it was easier to make fights. And right. we're seeing that. You know, it looks like Fox is kind of out of the picture a little bit. <laughs> um, I know I get asked a lot too. It's like, oh, uh, Charlo Daniel, that fight should have been on CBS. And you know, I've asked you this before. Mm-hmm. Has anything changed in, in that regard uh, of CBS, the you know um, parent company of, of Showtime, getting into boxing again?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a. It's a complicated factor. I mean, number one, there there are no slow nights on CBS. So they're the number one network. So whatever night of the week, whether it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they've got big shows. So I, I would only go to them with sort of the best of the best. And you're right. Obviously, Charlo Castaño would have qualified. Uh, selfishly, you know, we also want good stuff on our network too. So uh, th- there is a little selfishness in that. Um, but I, I think in the right the you know in the near future we'll see I think both Bellator and boxing on CBS um, and hopefully on a regular basis.
0: Oh, I like that. Talking about big fights, one of the biggest fights you can make in boxing is Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. Uh, both fighters are indicating that the fight is, it's going to happen. It's fight fans are excited. Uh, is that someone Showtime's going to get involved with? Considering uh, you know Spence's relationship with the network,
1: um, we're we're involved to the extent that we can be helpful. Like like you said, too many cooks. Um, you know, we don't want to complicate it, but if we can help the process along, then um, then we, we definitely will in, in help figuring out the finances. And I, I think that's really the main issue there is what is appropriate compensation, you know, for both guys and how big a fight is that? You know, and, you know, is it, is it 500,000 buys? Is it a million buys? Is it more? Um, as boxing fans, we're all super excited about that. Um, we're living in a time of a lot of piracy, a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. You know, so the real question is, what's a, a fair compensation? I think that's where all the work is going to be. You know, It's clear that both guys want the fight. It's clear that there are very few, if any, you know, legal or promotional challenges in the way. So I'm, I'm optimistic as well. Um, we just have to do the hard part on the numbers.
0: Where else it could possibly land? I mean, um, with Spence being so aligned with PBC and Showtime,
1: I could see that being a
0: Showtime pay-per-view, right?
1: <laughs> I, I you, your lips to God's ears, like you know that—that's certainly what we're pushing for. Okay, um, and we're we're thrilled to have him back on the network with Ugas fight.
0: Another big name in the sport uh, is Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. He has fought on Showtime in the past. He says uh, August thirteenth is his next date. He's talking about putting big baby Glenn Davis on the card. They're looking mm-hmm. for opponents. What is the latest uh, on Jake Paul? I know he's a network free agent, quote-unquote. Has there been discussions? Will Jake Paul's next fight be on Showtime?
1: There's definitely been discussions, and there's ongoing discussions, and, and you know we're um, aggressively pursuing it. And um, look, but it's it sort of... If we, if we look back at the big picture, and, and it's a roundabout way of saying it, whenever we have success with something, it brings in other suitors. I mean, there's no... It's no coincidence that after we did Mayweather, Pacquiao, Mayweather, McGregor, that triggered a whole range of other networks and platforms who all of a sudden said, hey, we should be looking at this boxing thing. Um, you know, we, Jake was doing great stuff before we came along. I think we elevated it and, you know, added some credibility and did some different things and, you know, put him on a, a slightly larger pat- platform and he benefited as did we. Um, but that has brought in a lot of people with very aggressive offers and, um, we will make it as aggressive offer as we, we we can that is financially responsible, and you know Jake's doing the right thing. Um, you know he's taking his time and talking to everybody and to the deal. And whether we end up um, with the deal or not, we're thrilled at the two events that we got. We'd love to be in business with him going forward. I think he's a great thing for the sport.
0: Yeah, it's well no soon. August 3rd is is, is quickly, coming up, it's coming up pretty damn soon. Uh, second, let's talk about the main event, you know, why we're here. Uh, so we got uh, Tank and Roly, uh, a lot of money coming in on Tank early stoppage. Uh, you know, Roly's talking about getting them out of there in the first round and get that for like plus 1,000. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, it's an interesting betting fight. You know, uh, we're sponsored by DraftKings, and I'm, I look at the lines and I got to come up with picks myself, it's not mm-hmm. easy, but this is an interesting. Uh, betting fight because I don't think it's going the distance it's just like whether you think the knockouts gonna come in the first six or it's gonna come in the second half I, I like this fight because it's it's going to be a knockout and fans love knockouts
1: yeah and, and you know the the unknown factor the X factor you know is often power as is in this case um, you you certainly can make the case that uh, that Roley has not fought anyone with the power that tank has you know so I'm not questioning his chin, but when he gets hit with that level of power, what happens? You could probably say the same for Tank, except arguably, you know, Cruz is a big puncher. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe he's faced that kind of power before, but not, not really sure. You yeah. know, so that's, that's what makes it so, uh, so difficult to call. It's like picking a heavyweight fight. Like one punch can yeah. truly change anything. I'll
0: have my picks later on in the show. I know everyone's waiting on
1: on bated breath for, for those.
0: <laughs> A lot of questions about uh, Tank's future, uh, whether it's going to be with Mayweather Promotions or not. Um,
1: what is his future with Showtime? Well, look, we we're really proud of the work that we've done with uh, with Mayweather Promotions, and we're going to continue being in business with them. But you know, Tanks um, at, at the end of the day, you know, we're in the business of putting on fights, and and Tanks one of the biggest stars in the sport. And as much as we enjoy working with Mayweather Promotions and and respect them. You know, if Tank decides, you know, to go somewhere else and work with somebody else, we're going to hope to remain in business with Tank. Um, We're proud of the the 11 fights we've done with him, Um, and we feel like some ownership in helping him get to this point. So we're certainly going to expect to contribute – to him going forward And expect him to remain With the network for a long time
0: Yeah he's a, he's a guy You build a network around He is a fide star There's no doubt about it Whether he's getting The biggest fights That's a story that Remains to be seen It seems like he wants The bigger fights It seems like he's maturing Just him on stage Not getting baited Into some of those Conversations with, that Roley wanted uh, Fans are excited To see what's next for him You know uh, I don't know how- they want to see him in big fights. They yeah. want to see Tank in big fights. Right. I think he's ready for them. 27, 28 years old. Um, he says he wants the training wheels to be taken off. And I would expect that, you, you know, you're someone that always been part of big fights too. You know, there are some big fights out there, whether it's a Devin Haney, uh, it could be a co-promotion uh, pr- fight uh, two networks or, uh, you know, it's uh, guys at 140 he's looking at. It's time, I i believe, and it's not an outlandish thing you said, for, for Tank to get these mega fights.
1: Yeah, and, and it's not for lack of trying. I mean, you know we we got to the point and you know you and i have talked about this quite a bit like when we're trying to make big fights or trying to make fights in general my general mindset is the less you talk about it publicly the better because then people start reading headlines and looking at social media and their ego gets involved and it complicates the negotiation but you know in you know in in this particular case you know if we go back to the the Jamal Charlo situation mm-hmm. that's one where you know, we saw that he was getting some heat. So we sort of opened up, you know, opened up the book a little bit and said, look, here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make this fight. We're trying to make this fight. And one of the rare occasions where we said, we're making public offers, and here's the offers that we're making because there was a narrative going on that Jamal, you know, wasn't looking for big fights, you know. And now we can see very clearly. We aggressively chased Charlo, excuse me, Canelo. Uh, yeah, and then Mangia, and ended up with Sulecki. And that's been the case with Tank as well. Um, you know, I, I think the the one that's more most attractive to me, I, I think, is the biggest fight of all of them is, is Ryan Garcia. Yes, yeah, 100%. Um, I got a lot of flack for just being a Ryan Garcia fan. I, I think he's good for the sport. He's good for the sport. And, you know, he's bringing in a demographic, and he extends beyond boxing fans. Like, yeah, he's, you know, the traditional boxing fan. It's sort of the reaction to Oscar. You know, yeah. when o- Oscar was sort of too good-looking, right. he was a pretty boy, like— it took him a while to fight through that and gain the respect of the boxing audience. I think Ryan will get there. Right. I mean, just because he's a good-looking young kid, people, you know, want to criticize him.
0: I'll say this: I work working at John Boy Media. It is an, a place where a lot of the people that work there do not know much about boxing. They know who Javante Davis is and they know who Ryan Garcia is. And yep. That means a lot outside of the heavyweights. That means a lot. And Ryan Garcia has been on my show, and he said I straight up made a mistake when I thought I had a fight with Javante Davis, mm-hmm. and I went and chased Manny Pacquiao. He yeah. said it was a huge mistake. It's a re- career regret. And he understands that. That just shows to your point where, you know, it takes two to tango. You need, right. you need one side could want the fight. It. The other side's going to go chase a Pacquiao fight or not be 100% in on negotiations. Then uh, th- those fights are going to fall apart.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and that was disappointing. And, you know, um, you know, he, he was absolutely right. That did complicate things going forward. Uh, you know, I've got to say, look, I was a little disappointed selfishly. I saw Golden Boy. Signed a new deal with Zone. I mm-hmm. think that complicates the situation. Um, it's one of the situations with Golden Boy. One of the reasons why with Golden Boy on the on the Magia situation, we thought that that was a very makeable fight because they didn't have an obligation to DaZone. and yet that still complicated and prevented us from being the fight. The fact that, that Golden Boy wanted DaZone involved in the fight. Now it's a little bit more complicated. Is it though with the fact that DaZone has pay per view? Well, you know, it. There's a lot of there's a lot of complications w- with that. You know, th- they're not just any pay per view distributor, um, and you know, it's it's a little bit like, um, you know, the, the HBO situation, um, but this is not Mayweather-Pacquiao, you know. And so, I don't know that the fight is big enough to have two networks into it. Right. Or, no, it certainly doesn't need to it. And being completely candid, you know, uh, what are they bringing to the table? You know, other than Ryan, They're, you know, we knew when we worked with UFC on McGregor, we knew they were talking to their fan base. Right. And we were talking to ours. I guess it would just be making the fight. Yeah. I mean, that's the difficulty. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, maybe it's possible. You know, the reality is look, it's up to Ryan's promoter and whether he's going to be flexible or not. Right. If they make demands, then, you know, unfortunately, Ryan's going to suffer.
0: There's some huge fights to be made for at 135. we got an Undisputed fight coming up next weekend. Uh, Javante Davis is talking about uh, wanting big fights. Ryan Garcia. Boxing is alive. I have a shirt at, the, at John By Me. Boxing I is sorry. alive. It is Pause. alive yeah. right, right now. And it, I, I agree with you. It's music to fans' ears that competition is good. Boxing on every week, uh, big ratings is good for the health of the sport. There's not one league, so we need everyone to do their part. Whether it's Showtime, whether it's the Zone, whether it's ESPN, you can go up and down. Uh, I think those are the three big ones now. I'm I'm losing Mm -hmm. track these days, but that's that's what it is. So I appreciate it. Uh, We hopefully we have another banner uh, second half uh, for for boxing. And uh, big fights, big fights being made, and I appreciate you uh, sitting through that manscape. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> well look, uh, you, you you sold me. I'm gonna stop on the way home. There you go. Thank you, <laughs> Stephen
0: Espinoza. Appreciate the time. All right, right now being joined, former NFL standout, new newest media member, Mr. Ryan Clark, boxing super fan, MMA fan, yeah, just all around sports fan, right? But now yeah, you're I, just getting into the combat sports. World. Yeah, I
2: think you know it's been it's been crazy to to have a show. Uh, I do an MMA show with Daniel Cormier, and it was, like, one of those things. Everybody hated me, like, right in the beginning, you know? Welcome to the combat sports world. Yeah, it, and, and it was strange. It, it's strange for me because, obviously, I do football. One of my closest colleagues is, is Mina Kimes. Like, she's never played football, but she's truly the be- one of the best at what she does. And the thing that she taught me was she doesn't try to talk about things she doesn't know right like you're never going to hear me say oh you know right here tank should have kept up the left because he knew the counter was coming no i don't i don't talk about those things i talk about the things i see i talk about the storylines and and how fights go and so it's been really cool to get an opportunity to you know be a part of the UFC and then now in being around, you know, showtime and get an opportunity to see some of the things that they're doing with boxing.
0: I think it's only a good thing. Someone like you has a wide net. I mean, you're a former NFL player. you got a huge mm-hmm. following. If you can shed some light on the combat sports world, the boxing right. world, it doesn't always get the biggest press. And you're, you're, like you said, you're not going to go in and break down a fight per no. se, but you're going to talk about the tanks. You're going to talk yes. about the heavyweight division. You're going to talk about uh, Spence and yeah. Crawford. That's a good thing, right? Mainstream coverage for uh, the sport you know, is good.
2: You know, I, th- I thought so. And it, and it was pretty cool. We got to talk to Arrow, the week he for uh, your Danish, uh you guys. Yeah. And it was one of those things I had never had a conversation with him. I'd seen him before, spoken, uh, but never got an opportunity to really get into the mind of a boxer. But we try to do that where it's not just about the ring. Right. Like like has life been like? How, did, how have you prepared yourself from one athlete to another? Yeah. You know, and, and, and so that's what's been been really good. And I think obviously Showtime tries to do that with all access. Mm-hmm. But we want to get even even deeper in, than, than that into the thought of, of, of what makes you tick and what makes you go. I love and that. I think boxing, I think MMA, which is really odd. Right. MMA has found a way to build superstars. In a sport that's extremely hard to build superstars. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean, and and I think that's where boxing has to get back to. Sugar Ray Leonard mm-hmm. was a superstar, but also Tommy Hearns was a superstar, even though he wasn't Marvin the boxer, right. right? He wasn't the boxer Sugar Ray was, and we had Roberto Duran at the same time. And I think the thing we're starting to see now is boxing is starting to make some of the fights that people want to see. Yeah,
0: it's been a great year. Yeah. Uh, who do you like in this main event? Tank versus Rolly. Uh, power, a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, awkwardness of Roli, judo background, and yeah. obviously Tank is is Tank. You know, he's one of the yeah. best fighters in the game. Yeah, I think
2: you know, I, I like Tank, and it's one of those things you don't want to necessarily succumb to uh, the not the norm or to what makes you comfortable, right? And, and seeing a guy like Roli, and whether it's awkward or so what Tank says that he just hasn't learned certain things, but think about this, like like when I'm playing football and and I've studied film for the entire week, or I played football my entire life, I know that from this split or from this formation, this is what we get, mm-hmm. right? When a team does something away from that, it's difficult to adjust. You have to adjust to it. So it's the same thing. Tank have been, has been seeing certain fighters and certain punches and, and certain styles and techniques his entire life, and now he's going to see something different. And when you're a guy like Rowley, who does have that sort of punching power, maybe Tank's anticipating the orthodox. He's, he's, He's anticipating what he's seen his entire life and you do something different and you land one of those big punches which we've seen him do in his previous fights. But man, Tank, having that experience, you know, watching this press conference and seeing, seemingly seeing him uh, zoned in and, and understanding He's the maturing. moment, seems mature, and then for Roley to be like that little dog, <laughs> like, come on, Spike, come on, Spike, yeah. let's go. I thought you know, they
0: should go on tour together. They had some great comedic timing down. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Listen, They're playing I, off each other beautifully up yeah, there.
2: The, the best part about it was it was Tank's calmness mm-hmm. to Rowley's rage. Well, that's going to be the fight. Yeah, you know, and, and that's going to be who harnesses those things the best and can explode at the opportune time yeah. is your winner. Uh, Dame Lillard, NBA all-star,
0: huge boxing fan, had what? him on my show. He is by far, pound for pound, number one, uh, NBA basketball fan. Who would you say is that guy in the NFL? Well, there was a guy, you know, putting together the, the pay-per-view, uh, fight parties back when you were playing. Who's the guy? I was that guy. NFL? You were that guy? Yeah, I was okay. that guy.
2: I was the, I, I was the guy, uh, so when, when I played, so I am the guy that also mixed, uh, missed Tarver's knockout on right. Roy Jones. Which was like an anniversary. Right. Check it out. Coming up. Making popcorn. May. So I have, I have second round. It was, it was me and my wife's uh, first house, right? And um, I'm popping popcorn because it's the second round. I'm like, "There's, you're, I'm, I'm turned around, bro," and all I hear is "No!" Yeah, that was a big like, one. Everybody screams, and I turn around, and I was like, "Wait, not Roy!" Right? And I was dang near in tears. And so yeah. I've, I've always, I've always been that guy, man. Like I remember my parents uh, and their friends pooling together money. I think it was what 1990, early 90s, or whatever. To watch uh, Buster Douglas, oh, Mike yeah. Tyson. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, I've always been a part of, of families that have loved sports. Man, my family will watch the dang rodeo <laughs> if it's the only thing on. And so I've, I've, always, I've always been that guy.
0: I love that. All right, Ryan Clark, appreciate the time. Wait, before we let you go, I'll put you on the spot right here. Top five pound for pound.
2: Ooh. Uh, you know, C- C- Canelo, Canelo just loses. Mm-hmm. But I-, I still think weight classes matter. Yep. I think weight classes matter and, and size matter, uh, so I think I go Canelo one, mm-hmm. um, Tyson Fury. I, I know you look at his body and you're like, ugh, like how could he? But I think he's two. Uh, Bud and Bud and <laughs> Bud and Arrow, right, are a three and four to me. Okay, right, but I don't know. I don't know where. That's fair. You know, like, I, and and I think they owe us, which which I asked him when he That's came the on the Pivot Podcast. You know, I, I think they owe us that that opportunity. Um, to see. Uh, let's see. And if, if we're gonna go, see if we're gonna go five, it's gonna be smaller guy. Um, I don't know. I think I think I think you put Tank, uh, in that conversation. I think uh, Charlo, after his last win, is a guy who who's also in that conversation. There's for me. guys
0: like Usyk. There's the smaller guys, the Chocolatito of, of Juan Francisco yeah. is you know, you know,
2: also too though. Also too. I. I and he's older now. And, and and it hurts cause Tiafimo loses yeah. the fight after him. Yeah. Like you, you I, keep, yeah, I keep going back to like if Lomo if Lomo just starts earlier. Yep. Right? Like he, if Throwing he, punches, yeah. Yeah, if, if, he just, if he just starts earlier, like, is he truly out of this conversation? Well, that's the thing. Lomachenko's the guy that no one wants on their pound-for-pound pound for list are absurd.
0: Right. It's you like beauties in the eye of the beholder. There's these right. lists have there's no criteria. Yeah. It's just – It's like it's your, it's, you, it's it's subjective. what you think. It's yeah. the whole sport's subjective, right down to the damn judges. So, pound-for-pound yeah. lists fuel conversation. It's great for, for guys like us in, in the yeah, media. But, 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 but,
2: but, man, Lomo, man, like, I just – I just think, from a a boxing purist standpoint, right now, I think he just does things. Yeah, he he fights from 126 to 140. Yeah, come on, and he and
0: he and he wins the fights. But the whole lightweight division between Tank Loma, uh, you know, uh, Cambosos, Haney, on fire. Yeah, the whole division's on fire. We're gonna see a great fight Saturday night. Tank and Roll, the
2: explosive,
0: for however long it lasts. Ryan (laughs) Clark,
2: my man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the time. I like that that
0: you're a fan of of (laughs) boxing and MMA. Keep doing your thing. I have a good one, brother. Thank you. (laughs)